Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. I thank you for the atmosphere, God, the shifting, even in the atmosphere, in Jesus' name. And I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. And God, you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise on today, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. If you would, let's go back to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 17 again. Ephesians, the 6th chapter, verse 17. And we want to hear what God has to say unto his people. And we want to honor God in this house. And the word of God now reads. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm going to say it again. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You may be seated. We're going to talk about the sword of the spirit today, but I'm going to briefly go over the helmet of salvation, which we went over last Sunday. As you know, that helmet that the soldiers wore on their head was to protect their head so it wouldn't get cut off. So how does that refer to us as being born again believers? We want to make sure that we have that helmet of salvation on. That salvation means it's everything that Jesus paid the price for on our behalf, our healing, our prosperity, our deliverance, anything, our peace. Everything that he paid the price for is dealing with that helmet of salvation. If that soldier got his head cut off, that body is everywhere. That body is no good. So if we don't guard our mind, guard our heart with all diligence where the issue of life comes, that's when our body is all over the place. Because whatever go in our heart is going to come out of our mouth. But it first starts with the way you think. The Bible says a man thinketh in his heart, in his mind, so is he, so does he become. I went over um, how when they would kill a chicken and they chopped the head off. They knew if they got the head, they got the body. And when they chopped that head off, that body was all over the place. So if you don't take control of your thoughts, of what you are thinking, your body is all over the place. You become anxious, you become discouraged, you become lonely, you begin to feel sorrow, you begin to feel grief because your thoughts that you're having is not lining up with who you are now that you're in Christ. So we want to make sure we have that helmet on at all times. And when thoughts come in our mind that don't line up with the word of God, we want to cast those thoughts down. We want to cast those imaginations, those 
reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself from the knowledge of God. And we want to bring into captivity. The Bible say every thought, not just one, but every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we want to make sure that that helmet is tight. We want to make sure that that helmet is in place. And the way we do it is by renewing our minds. The more you renew your mind according to the word of God, you're being transformed, you're being changed. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. Your spirit is the real you. That's the born again you. But your soul needs to be renewed on a daily basis. Wherever your soul go, your mind is going to go, your body is going to go. So we want to make sure we keep that soul under control through the word of God. Y'all, this is a daily thing. Your spirit has everything. In order for you to receive from your spirit what it has, you have to go into the word of God and know what you have. Amen? So now we're going to talk about the sword of the spirit. That sword of the spirit is when they went in battle with that sword. That sword actually was hooked to that belt of truth. And the reason why, because when it was hooked to the belt of truth, they can take that sword out at any time. Because it was hooked to that belt, right? And what they would do with that sword, it was a double-edged sword. So when they would go and attack their enemy, they would put that sword inside of them and they would turn that sword. And when they would turn that sword, whatever was on the inside of that person when they brought the sword out would come out of that person. I hope y'all getting it because I'm going to go there. That was that sword that the soldiers were using. So how does that sword benefit us? Why would Paul use, say, in a sword of the spirit? Because when you look at that sword, that sword is the word of God. So when you take the word of God and you put it on the inside of you, see that word, I'm going to go over a scripture that we all familiar, but before I go over this scripture, I said the sword was the word of God. It's a rhema word. Spoken to you by God from the Holy Spirit. That sword of the spirit is a rhema word. It's different from a written word. Now, when you got on that bell, the truth, that's everything that's written. That's why you got to know the truth and the truth will what? Make you free. It will set you free. So that sword is hooked to that belt of truth. So it's hooked to what is written. But it does not become rhema until it's in you. I'm going to talk about that. This is why some of us are not receiving what we need to receive from God. You know, it's, it's people that quote the word. They can tell you what the word says, right? But there have to be life coming from what they're saying. If there's no life coming from what they're saying, it ain't a spoken word. So you got to know the difference between what's written and what's spoken. The Bible has everything written in it, but until it become rhema, it is no life to you, even though it's life. And I believe that's where some of us miss it at times, because we need to know how the word of God works, how this sword of the spirit works. It is hooked to the written word, and it's going to stay there until that word become rhema. You can't even pull that sword. You might think you're doing something because you're quoting the Bible. You see many people that can quote, 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 quote. But they're quoting it because they want you to see them. They want you to know, I know what the word says. Knowing and living and doing is two different things. 
So just because somebody can tell you verbatim where that scripture is, that don't mean a hill of beans. You shouldn't even be intimidated. Because until that word become rhema, that's when the life of God begin to operate. So don't get upset because somebody is sitting beside you and they're telling you what the word of God is saying. But it ain't moving you and it actually ain't moving them. Because they have memorized the word of God. And when you memorize the word of God, you can memorize it all you want. But if it ain't in your heart, it ain't doing nothing. It's not doing not their thing, as them old people say. So we're going to get into that to let you know how important the sword of the spirit is. Remember, I say it's hooked to the belt of truth. It's hooked to what is written, but it cannot be moved from where it's hooked from until it get in your heart. So when we look at the word of God in Hebrews 4, 12 through 13, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful, powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and in the intents of the heart. Remember I told you how that soldier would take that sword and put it all the way through. They would turn it and then they would bring out the inside, right? They were bringing out. So when you take the word of God, remember it says it is living, it is active, it is powerful, it is energizing. So when you take the word of God, guess what's going to happen? It's going to go in you and do a work. And then when it come out of you, it's powerful and active. Come on, somebody. So that's why it's a double-edged sword. That's why it's a two-edged sword. When it go in, it's going to take out everything that ain't right. That's not like God. But when it begins to come out of your mouth, it's going to bring life to those that's around. Y'all better hear what I'm talking about. See, that's why you need to know the difference. Some of us are time wasters when it comes to the word. Why am I saying that? Because you're in it trying to memorize it so you won't look some kind of way. But if that word has not taken root, if that word is not speaking to you, it don't mean nothing. Many a times when I go through in my life and I may get anxious or I may get down or my body may feel a certain kind of way. When I begin to feel that way, the Holy Spirit, he's the one that speaks to me. He's the one brings back to my remembrance what the word of God is saying unto me. He'll bring back to my remembrance. He sent his word and he's already healed you. He's already delivered you from your destruction. And all of a sudden life come to my body because I begin to speak what the Holy Spirit has said. See, the word is already there, but the word got to come up and out of me. It got to quicken this mortal body. So if it's not quickening your mortal body, it's because you memorized it. But when it really take root in you, it's going deep. That's why it says what the word of God does. It says that it's a two-edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit. See, it's going deep in there. It's getting lodged in there. And of the joints and marrow and of the discern of thoughts and knows the intents of the heart. What is it going to do? That word is going in and changing your thinking. 
It's changing your emotions. It's changing how you feel. Because when I go through and seem like um, the enemy come in like a flood, all of a sudden the peace of God would remind me of what God has already said. And all of a sudden my body began to have a calmness that come all over it because I began to quote, God, that ain't what you said. God, this is what you say in the day. And all of a sudden the peace of God that passes all my understanding is guarding my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Why? Because I'm hearing God speak to me. He's speaking Rima to me. He's bringing life to me. It's more than what's written, y'all. God is speaking it back to me. This is why. You got to be in the word. You got to stay in the word. This is why we having so many conflicts. This is why we having so much division. Because that word is you have not let it pierce your very being. You ain't allowing that word to pull up out of you what's not of God. Come on, some stuff need to be pulled up and pulled out. It need to die. And the only way it can die is allow the word of God to bring you some life. So then it says in verse 13, and there is no creature hidden. From his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. See, when that word go in, it's going to expose. The word exposes everything that's not like God. It's going to expose. It's going to bring out everything. Remember, I said that soldier took that sword and he put it all the way through. And then he turned it around and he pulled out everything in that person and, it, and that person died. The word is going to pull out of you. What's not like God. That's why the enemy don't want you in that word. He wants you into yourself. When you in the word, you don't have to take up for yourself. You don't have to explain yourself. The word takes care of you. Come on, somebody. That's how you know you dwelling in the secret place of the most high. You abiding up under the shadow of the almighty. You depending on him and not on yourself. It don't matter what somebody say or what somebody do. Because you had that sword in you. And that sword was in you pulling up mess out of you. So that stuff that they do don't bother you no more. Because you've been transformed and changed by the word of life. So if you still talking about you. Some of you right now is having thoughts and saying. Is she talking to me? Is she trying to get on me across the pulpit? Oh, that sword need to go a little deeper. Because you're making about you again. I'm telling you what the word's saying. As long as I tell you what the words say, it's supposed to cut you going in and it's supposed to cut you coming out. That's why it's a two-edged sword. If it ain't cutting the inside, and if it ain't cutting when it come on the outside, something is wrong. Get over you. Look at your neighbor and say, get over you. Say, let the word cut you up. Come on, it's time. It's, It's time out for foolishness. It's time for us to take this word for what it is and live according to his word and not how we feel. I want you to say, self, get over you. Say, it's not about you. Say, 
you've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Say, get over you. Quit acting offended. Quit acting out in pride. Come on, we know. As daddy say, you know. The Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father was sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. Come on, that's Rhema. The Holy Spirit bring up out of you the spoken word. So what happens is it comes from the father. It comes to Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives it unto you. And then it comes up out of you as a spoken word, as a rhema word. John 6, 63 said that the spirit quickens. The spirit brings life. The flesh profits you nothing. The words I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. I don't know about you, but I can say speak, Lord. But see, he's only going to speak where you've been. Come on. If you connect it with the word of God, the word of life, no matter what situation you get into, God is going to speak to you. He's going to give you a rhema word. Come on. You can sit around all day long and say, speak, Lord. Speak and ain't got that word. You ain't going to hear a thing. Some of you saying, God, say something. God, say something. What can he say? Put in, you get out. If you put in the word, God's going to speak according to his word. He's going to give you rhema according to his word. When you are reading the word of God and your, your heart is open to hear what God has to say through the word knowing that this is not any ordinary book these are written words of God and as you read the word all of a sudden a scripture will begin to speak to you you need to stop and say yes Lord that's I hear you what are you saying to me God that's spoken God is speaking to you and you need to take the time to stop and listen. Some of us want to take the time and say, I got to read this Bible like everybody else. So if they talk, I got to know what they saying. You ain't going to know nothing. You ain't going to know no more than what the spirit give to you. If you're not in that word long enough to get revelation, to get illumination, come on, quit trying to talk something you don't know. Because when you talk the word, you're supposed to have so much confidence in the word. No matter how it looks, you know that the word is what's going to stand. That's where we're supposed to be. We don't just supposed to speak something just to say, let people know, I know the word too. Come on, it make you feel good when people think you know something and on the inside you toe up because you know, I don't even know what that means. I just said it because somebody else said it. Some of us repeat other people and it's not even the word what you repeat. You just get it from sometimes them old folks, they shorten scriptures. They put them the way they want to put them. We hear them all the time and then we quote them and we think we quoting the word. This is why you ain't getting no life from the word because it ain't what God is saying. It's what they said. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. You cannot mix tradition with the word and think you're going to get some life from it. And Luke 138, it says, 
Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What was happening to Mary? God brought a spoken word to Mary. That spoken word that God gave Mary brought some life on the inside of Mary. And that life was Jesus. It was the word. But Mary had to accept what was spoken. See, when God is speaking a word to you, you know you didn't come up with that yourself. In your time of trouble, when the word of God is speaking to you, that's God speaking to you to say, I got you. You're not alone. I'm with you. I'll never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. I will be with you even unto the end. And all of a sudden, a calmness come in the midst of the storm. Why? Because God spoke a rhema word to you. And the Holy Spirit was bringing that word from him. So Mary, she humbled herself. She heard what the angel was saying. She said, let it be unto me. According to your word, that was a spoken word from God. Zacharias didn't receive it that way. God gave him the word. And guess what? He didn't receive the word. And Gabriel say, I stand in the presence of God. And I'm bringing you a word from God. He rejected that word. How many of us reject the word of God? A lot of us do. Because when we get our minds set like we want it to be set, We override what the spoken word is saying to us. So this is why the word of God is so important. We always crying out to God, but we have no word. We don't have the word. We crying out to God and we want answers for him, but we don't stay in the word of God long enough to hear what God has to say from his word. A spoken word is different from a written one. The written is just what's written. But when you get the written deep on the inside of you, it becomes rhema. It becomes spoken when you need that word. Another example is Hebrews 3. We know this one by faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That means that God was speaking rhema. He was speaking rhema. He was speaking life. He was saying, let there be light. And there was life. That was a spoke light. There was light. It was a spoken word that was coming from the mouth of God. And things began to manifest. This is what's supposed to be happening in our lives. You know, so many people. I was watching this lady on YouTube. And she was standing in front of this minister. And she was prophesying, if that's what you call it. And as she was prophesying, I'm like, come on, woman. Come on, woman. She was speaking in little tongues and she falling all, you know, doing all kind of stuff to excite the people, hollering and all this stuff and told the man, when I lay my hands on you, this right here is going to happen. She never laid hands on him. She grabbed him around the waist and laid on top of him. But the whole church was excited at a spirit of perversion right in the church. This is happening today. People are mimicking. They're doing things and they're doing it in front of unlearned people that ain't in the word long enough to know that ain't God. God don't act that way. So we have to understand it ain't about stirring up people. 
It's about taking the word that God has given to you and delivering it to the people. And the word will do what it need to do in the midst of the people. So it ain't about getting a lot of hallelujahs and amens because if the word is cutting, people going to know, oh, that touched me. That hit me. That done something to me. I know that was God because nobody could have known that but God. It is not our job to try to watch the room and see who we can pinpoint. It's not our job to do that. It's our job to speak what God has spoken to us and give it to the people the way God want to give it to the people and not the way everybody else is giving it to the people. Quit watching these preachers and mimicking these preachers and trying to act like these preachers and just go into the word of God and get it for yourself. Ain't nobody in here can be nobody but whom God created you to be. So quit trying to look at somebody and take what they have and try to bring it. Because it ain't going to work. Because it got to be in you. And if it ain't in you, it's not going to work. Because if it ain't move you, ain't going to move nobody else. So then we look at in Genesis 15.1, y'all know old Abraham, right? Abraham had a relationship with God and God began to speak to Abraham. When Abraham um, went to war, dealing with Lot, this is what God told him after these things had happened. The word of the Lord. Y'all hear this? After these things, the word of the Lord. God was speaking unto Abraham, and Abraham had to be in a place to hear what God had to say unto him. It said the word of the Lord came to Abram. Look how it came in a vision. Come on, you may have an open vision and God is speaking. You may be sleeping at night and God is speaking while you're sleeping. That's why you have to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. You cannot lay down in fear. You cannot lay down with your mind set on things of this earth because your dreams will evolve around your thinking. If you go to bed scared, you're going to dream something that's going to make you think you're dying or somebody else is dying. God is about life. He's not about death. So that's why you got to line up with what is written. That when the enemy want to sneak something in there, you say the devil is a lie. They shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Come on, you got to know what the word is saying. If you don't know what the word is saying, you will speak death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Do y'all know how many people that don't like me, that don't want to hear me. You know why they don't want to hear me? Because when you bring truth, come on, darkness begin to stir up. Because when you're talking truth, that darkness has to come in and try to make that truth a lie. And people that really don't know truth will believe the lie before they believe the truth. But every time I hear that I'm hated, Oh, the Holy Spirit remind me if they hated Jesus, he said, they're going to hate you. So why are you worried about somebody hating you when you know me? I have a change of mind. I go on about my business. See, it's time for us to grow up in Jesus. And the only way you can grow up in him is through the word. We ain't got time to be worrying about what this one doing and what that one doing. We have to pay attention to what God needs for us to pay attention to. So Abraham 
heard a word from God in a vision. He said, do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. God was letting Abraham know, don't be afraid. He said, I'm your shield. Abraham, I got everything that you need. So God was reassuring Abraham with a spoken word. And this is why Abraham kept doing what Abraham was doing. Because Abraham had a word from the Lord. Come on, go in the Old Testament. When God spoke, people were at attention. People were listening to what God was saying because it was rhema. It was a word that God spoke that was going to bring life. It was spoken. So when we look at Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5 and how Jeremiah, God spoke to Jeremiah. And he told him, I like how it says, then the word of the Lord came to me. How many of y'all love it when the word of the Lord come to you? But how many of us don't even know when it's coming? See how silent it is in here? Some of us still sitting there trying to say, Lord, I ain't heard that. Lord, can you tell me something? Can you just give me a sign? Lord, if you're going to do it, send somebody to tell me. Tell me something. Don't leave me like this. The word will tell you everything that you need. In every situation, the word does not change. I'm going to say this again. My son, my daughter, pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them. In the midst of your heart. He said I want you to keep them in the midst of your heart. Because they are life unto those. It's just those. That find them. And they're health and medicine. To all your flesh. So if you find them. They're going to go in. And they're going to do a work. That nobody else can do. See the word of God does a work. That man cannot do. The word of God is your medicine for every given situation that you're going through. You got to trust the word more than you trust in anything or anybody. You got to stand on what God said. No matter what it appear to be, no matter what it looked like, you have to remind yourself. God, you said. God, this is what you told me. And I'm going to tell you what helps you do it. When you're reading the word of God, begin to start speaking in tongues. Just begin to speak in tongues. After you read the word of God, God will give you some light and he'll give you some illumination. Because when you're speaking in your heavenly language, you're speaking directly to God. And then you're saying, now God, interpretate this so I know what you're saying. And God will bring out a scripture and he'll say, this is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do. Oh, God is on time. God will show you something that you would think I should know that. No, you shouldn't. But your father know. And your father ain't going to let nothing get over on you. Your father is going to tell you separate yourself from that one. That one ain't no good. That one is jealous. That one is just in your court trying to figure you out and then drag you through the mud. Somebody needed that. They just want to get in your business because they don't like you. 
See, the Holy Spirit will bring things that people are doing. He will bring it before you to let you know. Get out while you can. They're setting you up. The scripture says, they praise me with their lips. I remember when that scripture would come to me. They praise you with their lips, but their heart is far from you. Anybody can praise you with their lips, but their heart is far from you because they're doing this here. They're doing some talking. But God say love them, but love them from a distance because they're doing some talking. Keep your mouth shut because they're asking you questions just to get in your business. Then when they get your business, they put your business out there because they want you to look a certain way. They want to bring you down so they can be looked up to. Look at your neighbor and say, he's moving in the midst of you. Say, don't let him bypass you. Say, just grab hold. So he came to Jeremiah. It said, then the word of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I form you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born. I sanctified you, ordained you a prophet to the nation. See, when you're in the word of God and you're reading the word of God and God shines a light on that verse, you don't have to wait on me or nobody else to call you to nothing. If God called you to that, you don't have to go somewhere just to get a title. You don't have to show up and show out. You just take that rhema, that spoken word, and go about your business. When God was raising me up, up under each one of them fivefold, I'll never forget when I was in my house and see all of this come from God knew my heart. See, God know you better than anybody else, don't you? See, we can say, God, if you pay off this, I'll tithe. God know you lying because you should have been tied before it was paid off. Who do y'all think y'all serving? <laughs> so I would sit in my word and I would cry out to the Lord and I said, Lord, I, I want this word. I wanted the word more than I wanted anything. I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it more than I wanted my husband. He know that. And some people say, huh? It's true. Because I know if I got the word, I would love him the way he needed to be loved. Y'all come on, somebody. See, I couldn't love him the way he needed to be loved without this word. Because if he messed up, I still had to love him. So I had to go into the word to get myself to a place to give him what he needed from me. Not what I wanted to give, but I wanted to give him according to the word. So the more I stayed in the word, the more I cried out to God, God, you know, my heart, God, I don't want to give the people anything. I want to give the people what you want me to give them. God, if I'm not getting illumination from it, I don't want to speak it. I don't want to say it because it's not in me. I'm just delivering something to say I done something. So as I sat there, I remember what God said, I called you to be an evangelist. I said, what? And I just sat there. I'm like, huh? 
God, what are you talking about? I'm just sitting there hearing God speak to me. And he said, it's a lady that's going to come to your house and she's going to confirm exactly what I'm telling you. Y'all, I left it alone because the only thing I wanted, I wanted freedom in my life. It wasn't about the titles. It was about me being free. It was about my mind getting to the place where I didn't have to be in bondage no more. So when we had service in that house that night, I wasn't even looking for none of that. That woman sat there and she looked at me. She said, God called you to be an evangelist. He said, evangelize. And my eyes was big. I'm like, huh? Because God was beginning to work in my life. Then when it got to the prophet part, see, I didn't go out to try to do all these things just to say, this is who I am. I just live my life accordingly. When you live your life accordingly to the word of God, people know who God called you to be. You don't have to announce it on a billboard. I'm apostle. I'm evangelist. I'm prophet. I'm pastor. I'm teacher. When you in the word of God and you're doing it according to God and not trying to do anything, people say you're a prophet. Huh? So when God had called me to that next phase, I remember I walked into a grocery store. And a lady began to speak to me that I didn't know nothing of. And tell me, God called you to this. And I kept going on about my business. Because the only thing I wanted to make sure that I was in the word of God the way I needed to be in the word of God. No matter where I went, God had, would, would speak to people and tell them this call. But I kept doing I kept going in the word. It wasn't about being seen, heard, or being attached to. The only thing I wanted to do is hear from God the way I need to hear from God. And when I open my mouth and God tell me to say something, I would just say it. And people would look at me like I was crazy. I'm like, oh God, I shouldn't have said it. They said, how you know that? It's because I wasn't looking for nothing. I was just wanting to do what God wanted me to do. God was steady speaking words to me. Steady speaking rhema to me. He was speaking to me with people's mouths closed. When my enemy was trying to help me at work, my enemy, when they demoted me, now her mouth is closed. And God began to speak to me and tell me what she was saying about me. Oh, let her do the work now. She put it on us. Now let it be put on her and smiling. God said, wait, wait. I waited to deliver to her. That I heard you with your mouth closed because I serve a mighty God. I remember I went to her. This is Rhema. I went to her desk. And I can see it just as clear today. And I looked at her and I said, you were talking about me. She said, huh? What you talking about? I said, you were talking about me and I'm going to tell you what you said. And when I told her tears began to roll down her face. Because she knew it was God. See, that's a spoken word. See, some of you speaking out of turn because you trying to get people to see you. But God said, if you open your mouth, I'll feel it. It ain't nothing that you need to be trying to do. The only thing you need to be doing is getting into this word. And as you get into the word and the word get into you, no matter what situation you in, God going to give you a spoken word for that situation. He's not going to let nobody get over on you. He's going to let them know I'm God. 
and God all by myself. See, God will give you that ringma. He'll let you know what's going on and you don't even have to be there to know that it's going on. Quit following man because they say they're prophets. Follow the word of God and if you come in contact with them, you're going to know if he's false or if he's true. Because the word is going to speak to you. That's why we got to be full of the word instead of full of mess. When you stay full of the word, it pulls out the mess that's in you. And it helps you see far, far beyond how you feel. The word change your feelings. Y'all know that song? Feelings. Whoa, 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 feelings. Y'all heard that before? I don't know the rest, but I heard that part. Everybody got a feeling about something. Everybody got an opinion about something, even me. Sometimes I can be opinionated. And when I sit before the Lord, he said, uh-uh, go back. See, he speaks. Don't tell me when you know you done wrong. God ain't going to speak to you and convict you of righteousness and let you know you knew what you were doing. I'd be like, yeah. Now go back. And that's how people know what kingdom you're from. Because the kingdom of darkness don't do that. But the kingdom of light will go to their brother, go to their sister and get it right. So he let Jeremiah know his call. Then the Bible tells us in Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of your word gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. So see what the word of God does, the entrance that word, when it began to come in you, woo, it's going to shed some light on them dark areas. And guess what it's going to do? It's going to pierce. It's going to separate. It's going to divide. It's going to pull out of you everything that's not like God. And some of us, just because we're saved, we got some dark areas in our lives that's trying to take over. We got some manipulation. We got some jealousy. We got some envy. We got some control. We got some pride. We pick it up. We're just like magnets. So you got to stay in the word of God and the word will speak through the Holy Spirit letting you know, ah, you offended. But you know what gets me? When somebody say you offended when you bring correction. They want you to be like them. I ain't no offended. I'm just telling you. Oh, you just offended because I said that. Feelings. Whoa, 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 feeling. We get all up in our feelings. See, this is why light and darkness don't mix. See? I won't even use me for an example because some people say, oh, you act like you perfect. I am in my spirit. I'm perfect. But don't mess with me when I'm trying to get an area in my life right with my soul. Okay. I am perfect in my spirit. But you might catch me wrong when I'm trying to get something done <laughs> that need to be done and the word ain't quite piercing me yet. Come on. See, these preachers need to quit lying across this pulpit and act like they don't have situations going on in their home and outside of their home. Yes, I have them. 
But I know by being in the presence of the Lord, it can't stay. And I know with being in the presence of the Lord, I'll dial your number. And I'll say, I shouldn't have said that the way I said it, but I meant what I said. It is a way that you say stuff. It's a way that you do stuff. And you know when your flesh want to be gratified instead of crucified. You know when you want to be seen, looked up to, heard, and attached to. Come on, rejection is so much out there. Rejection don't want nobody to see nobody but them. So what rejection does, rejection will pull a person low so everybody would give them attention. Been there, done that. You want attention? Make somebody look bad around you. Then everybody will flock to you. But deep down on the inside, you hurting. Because you know what you did wasn't right. You know what you said wasn't right. And that's when you got to go and make a U-turn. You got to repent. And you got to go to that person and say, what I did? It was not. Come on, that's the God in me. What I did, what I said was not right. Some of y'all are trying to fix your life just like that woman on TV. Your life already fixed in Jesus. You just need to know your identity. You can't fix nothing because God has already fixed it. Some of us are trying to fix broken marriages. Some of us are trying to fix our children. Some of us are trying to fix our job. Get into the word of God. Let the word of God get in you. And you will know that God has already fixed everything. We are kingdom citizens. And when we come to God for anything, God is going to say, have you checked your benefits? Have you read the instructions concerning the kingdom? Do you know what you have? Do you know I have given you Zoe life? I have given you life more abundantly. Why are you around here whining and acting like your life is over? You have a new life in me. You have eternal life. Even when you die, you shall yet live. So why are you crying? Why are you down and out? Because you don't know about what's written. When you come to know, when you come to perceive and understand what belongs to you. Y'all, I was so excited. Last night, I could have kept going on and on and on. And every time the scripture hit, woo, my baby would start leaping. I'm like, wait a minute, God, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's just too much. That's just too much, God. But then I'm saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. God, mm. Mm. I would have to just get up and say, let me take the dog. I guess my husband said, she's taking that dog out too much. I'll be outside looking up. Jesus, woo, that sword, and I can see my sword right here by the written word. And I can see when the enemy come, I'm taking that sword up at every time. And it's just swinging everywhere. Why? Because I took what was written and I began to meditate on it, Teresa Waddell. And as I meditated day and night and observed to do all that's written therein, when the enemy came, I pulled my sword because the Holy Spirit reminded me of what I have concerning what was written come on somebody come on if you want to hear God if you want to hear him for real quit praying quit getting in and out of this word and thinking I've been in the word but is the word in you I can read it all day long but when it get in me 
I can say this is the confidence that I have in him. Come on, you got to have boldness. You got to have confidence in him that when I ask him according to his will, I know that I have what I ask because it's according to him. Come on, do we have confidence? Do we have real assurance? Do we know that we know that we know? I remember one morning I woke up and the devil was at me hard. Oh my Lord, that sword came up. The Holy Spirit came up three, four, five scriptures. Just coming up, just coming up, just coming up. I say, thank you, Jesus. Because he was reminding me. See, sometimes we wait on people to encourage us. But this word will encourage you all day long. See, when you spend time with God, God's going to show you how to run things his way. See, some people get upset when I correct you. You may ask me a question, and I must say, no, do it this way. People get mad because they're thinking, my way sounds just fine. Why are you telling me to do it this way? Then you become stubborn. You become rebellious. You become disobedient because you don't understand what I'm saying. You just stuck on what you're saying and how you're doing it. And that's when you're letting the enemy in. The Bible says submit to God. When you submit to God, then you can resist the devil. If you're not submitting to God, then you're not resisting the devil. You're giving authority to the devil. Y'all. When you are in this word and your heart is set on this word, people that are not in the word, even born again people, are going to be carnally minded. They're not going to understand where you're coming from because they don't have the word in them. In order for the spirit to speak and give you a rhema word, you got to transform yourself through renewing your mind. And once you renew your mind, you're going to connect to the power of God. When you connect to the power of God, the body is going to move accordingly. The body is all over the place because we don't have Rima. We're not hearing what's being spoken unto us. When we look in the word of God, God showed me Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew 4, y'all hear that? Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, to be tempted, to be tested, to be tried. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. How many of us have fasted? And you know, when you really go on a fast for the Lord, attitude will show up. Hello, somebody. Frustration will show up. Everything that's in you that ain't right because you hungry, you become angry, you become weak, (laughs) you become bitter, you become, don't say nothing else to me, I'm trying to make it, and that song popping up, they said I wouldn't make it, (laughs) they said I wouldn't be here today, anyway, 
So after he fasted, he was hungry. And then it said, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. How many times have the enemy come to us and say, if you are who you say you are, why things are not happening in your life? He's tempting you. He's testing you. He's trying to make you feel guilty. But he answered and said, it is written. See, that sword came up. It came out to cut him. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus knew that every word that I speak unto you is coming from my father. And every word that I speak unto you is going to bring you life because it's coming from my father. I'm getting a spoken word from my father. That's why Jesus said, I only can do what my father has sent me to do. I can only say what my father will have me to say. Some of us are saying too much and we only need to say what he want us to say. We can't go on how we feel. We got to go on what the word of God is saying unto us. And every day we have to remind ourselves, this is what God said. This is what I'm going to do because this is what God has said unto me. For 23 years dealing with this ministry. I'm telling you, me and my husband have seen some things. Some things y'all don't even know as of yet. But we keep on through the word of God. We keep on trusting. We keep on believing. We keep on doing what God tells us to do. But the problem is when people see you with things that you have, they pull back because of jealousy. But they don't know the just shall live by faith. So when I took on this, when God called me to this, I didn't call myself. He called me and God let me know. When you leave how when you leave your house, when you leave all of these things for my sake, you're going to get it all a hundredfold. See, people got to realize when you let go of stuff because you trust God, it's going to be nothing missing or nothing broken. You know how I know? Because he said, if you seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness, And my way of doing things, all of these things shall be added unto you. Don't you worry about what you eat, what you drink, how you shall be clothed. You're doing kingdom business. And as long as you're doing kingdom business, it's nothing that I'm going to withhold from you. He said, if I gave my only begotten son, how much freely am I going to give you all things? You're going to have abundance and no lack. I'm your shepherd. You shall not lack. You shall not want in any area because you you gave I'm gonna give it back to you good measures pressed down shaken together running over shall men and women give unto your bosom you are the head and not the tail you are above and not beneath you are blessed in the city you're blessed in the field the fruit of your wound is blessed everything your hands touch is blessed the blessings of the Lord is gonna make you rich and it ain't gonna add no sorrow to it everywhere the souls 
and you know who you serve and whom you serve. What are you worried about? The reason you're worried because you don't have rhema. And the reason you don't have rhema because you ain't meditating. Keep your mouth off of me. Because when you mess with me, you messing with my father. And it ain't going to work. He said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay, says the Lord. So you better know whom you messing with, whom you talking about. Because everything you saying ain't hidden before the eyes and the ears of the Lord. He said, I see you. Everything we have, it is because of his goodness. It is because of his mercy. It is because when God called me unto himself to lay down my life, I said, yes, Lord, here I am. You better know who you're messing with. If you want this rhema, turn down everything else. Get into this word. Quit complaining. Quit murmuring. Go and study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Only thing it takes is seeking the kingdom first. That's all God asks you to do. He says, seek me above everything else. Seek me above your money. Don't you know you a citizen? Don't you know I take care of my citizens? My citizens don't beg for nothing. I own everything. When we know this. Now ask your neighbor. Say neighbor do you know this? Say no. Do you know this? Say for real do you know this? And if you don't know it. You better get to know it. Don't do something because somebody else is doing it. You better do what you know. It's about what you know. So that's why you have to stay in this word. I was talking to somebody and they're in a position where now they have to help a lot of people. And helping a lot of people, it takes a lot of study in the field they're in. So when they would call me, they would say, and which is my sister, she's a nursing, um, what is it? Practitioner. And every time she would call me, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting here in my word. She said, girl, you stand that word so much, you probably know it from front to back. I said, girl, I still got a lot I need to learn, but I know where I need to be. So when she got this position as nurse practitioner going into it, she said, you know what? I understand you now. She said, I have to stay so focused on knowing these different medications. I have to make sure that my mind is set on these things so I can give out the right information. And she said, when I would, you, you would be home and you doing what you do, I'm like, it didn't seem like nothing to her. 
But she said, this is a lot. She said, I can't have no distractions. I have to just be there right before it. So she said, I can't do what I used to do with my grandson. So see, when you start out right, you end up right. When my kids knew where I was in that office or in that living room, in my recliner, y'all was a recliner and I told y'all about it. I would sit there and I would open my word. I would pray and get in my word and just praise God. Everybody that would come to the house and sit in that recliner, they would say something about this chair. My brother said, I just sat here and I'm asleep. I said, baby, that's the peace of God. That's the anointing of God. So my sister came over. She said, girl, this is the best sitting chair I ever sat in. Where you get this thing from? I said, girl, that chair didn't cost me. Where you get it from? She said, if you want to give it to me, I'll take and recover it and take it home. I said, no, you can't have my chair. It was just a place of rest. It was a See how Peter had that shadow? And when Peter would come on the scene and people would be healed for that shadow, That was because of the glory of God. See, the glory of God was all over that chair. So when my children growing up would see me in the office, they would mess with me. My husband, thank God for a husband that know my heart was being before God. He knew. You know what? That's what she want to do. I know where she's at. Because I'm the type of minister. I don't want to give you nothing I don't know about. I don't want to tell you something I don't know. If I don't know it, I don't, want to, I don't want to lead you wrong. I said, let me check into that. See, I'm not going to let pride get in the way of what God want to do. So this word has to be first and foremost. Come on, when we go and looking for jobs, we look for jobs with more money. What's the point of having more money and you ain't doing with what you have? You're not trusting God with what you have. God say, I'll take little and make it much. He didn't say I'll take much and make it much. He said I'll take little. He wants you to start out with the little you have. And see if you can give that to him. When you give him the little. God said I'm going to make it much. But you asked him for much. And you ain't satisfied with the little. God want us to be satisfied in him y'all. He want us to know that. If you trust me. I'll give you everything that you need. No matter what situation pop up in your life. You got to know I have already taken care of that. It's already been written. So when we sit with God and sit with his word, he will bring up and out of us what's already written. A spoken word. We need the sword of the spirit. But the sword is not going to work without this written word. That's why the soldiers will have the sword on that belt. And anytime they needed it, They will pull it. That's the rhema that's coming up and out of you. But guess what? You can't have it in you. That's the first part. That's the sharp. That's one end of it. It got to come out of your mouth for things to manifest. God spoke the world into existence. You can't sit there and meditate in your mind. It got to come out of your mouth. Why? Because y'all know even salvation when somebody is born again. What did it say? Confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart. The word is nigh unto thee. In thy heart and in thy mouth, the word of faith 
which we preach. The reason why you ain't getting answers from God, because you ain't getting a spoken word. Because you ain't meditating on the word long enough for it to speak. You just skimming through it. Quit skimming through the word. God is talking all the time. That's why we have to meditate. Meditate. And as you meditate, you will hear the word. My grandfather, he always spoke it because it was in him. That's all that would come out of him. The word, the word, the word, the word. God was speaking through him because he took the time to get it in him. We need the sword of the spirit because we're in a battle, y'all, a spiritual warfare. So let's make sure that we get what's written on the inside of us so it will pull out what we don't need. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Do we have any announcements at this time? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you. And we will see you next week.